A. Barnes, John Pico, Daniel Etchison, Sam Shant, Brandon Miller, Eric Bloom, Jonathan Kennedy. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, and you know who you are. Welcome to Game 7 Sports Podcast, a podcast about anything and everything sports, where we take three topics each episode and debate them until we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the sports industry. Now, here is your host, Sibo Mayo. Game 7 Sports Podcast. Welcome to Game 7 Podcast. First and foremost, we want to give a shout out to one of our analysts, Mr. John Pico. He has his anniversary was, I think, a couple days ago. He's been married 26 years. Um, I've only known him for about eight of those years, but we want to give a big shout out to my man JP in the building. So big shout out, big shout out there. Um, again, this is Game 7 Sports Podcast. I'm the host, Sebo Miles, uh, born and raised in Northern California, diehard Bay Area native. E40 is my jam. Uh, A's, Raiders, and Warriors all day. As of right now, I'm wearing a Steph Curry, the town jersey, so I rep it all the time. Um, we're going to shoot over some more introductions for the rest of the crew. First up, I'll, I'll uh, let uh, Mr. John Pico, since we talked to him already, introduce himself. This is John Pico, nicknamed Gramps. Thank you, Sebo. You know Showing it. My from, Los, <laughs> from L.A. County, um, pretty much born and raised in San Fernando Valley. Big USC fan, Dodger fan, Laker fan. Ram fan when they were here. Other than that, looking forward to this. Looking to um, get after some good conversations with you guys. Especially Abe. <laughs> we had a good text message yes, conversation is. last week. Bingo. And then with that note, we'll just switch it over to Abe. Abe, introduce yourself for you. There you go. Um, Flint, Michigan, native here in California, trying to find my way. Uh, diehard Lakers fan since a child. My mom's from Long Beach, so get off my back. I'm a diehard Lions fan too, even though they disappoint me every year. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about that later. Hey, do you know Eric Kramer? No, it's a good question. Good answer. All right, let's go next up. <laughs> let's go with the young buck here. We have uh, Mr. Sam Shin. He is the young one of the crew. Uh, still wet behind the ears, but that's okay. We still love him. Sam, introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, my name's Sam. From uh, born and raised in SoCal. Diehard Lakers and diehard Dodgers, so it's a little disappointing because this year they would have both taken home the trophies at the end of the season. I agree. I agree. I think the Lakers and Dodgers were favorites this year. Um, but, all right, next up, my main man, J.K., Jonathan Kennedy. Talk to us. What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Kennedy, uh, born and raised in Lake Forest, California, Orange County. I currently reside in Long Beach, uh, and I'm a huge Yankee fan. Uh, looking for that 28th Boo. World Championship. <laughs> And a huge 49er fan. And I was a 49er fan. I was, I was four years old. So don't even, like, come at me with the, you're a bandwagon fan. No, 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 no. Well, uh, next up, let's go with, uh, let's go with uh, Mr. Eric Bloom, Coach of the Year. Yeah. <laughs> Coach of the Year from behind the computer right now. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's up, guys? I'm Eric Bloom, uh, born and raised in Reseda, California, in the Los Angeles Valley, the San Fernando Valley, the only valley that there actually is. So, um, back check. Die hard. We'll get on that. Don't worry. We'll back check in. <laughs> it's no, there, there's valleys all over, and everybody <laughs> says they're from the valley. But when someone says the valley, just know that when Snoop Dogg said it in his song, he was talking about the San Fernando Valley. Mm. Um, <laughs> Name drop. But huge sports fan huge dodgers fan uh i've always been told to have a face for radio or a face for uh for broadcasting so this this kind of is a perfect opportunity at a 
This is your bread and butter. You're gonna be, this, us, is, so. this is easy for you. Second nature. Here. This is easy, man. Dodgers, Lakers, LA Kings. Um, man, football, I never really had a team because when I was growing up, we didn't really have a team here. Uh, so I just kinda, <sighs> Excuse me. I had to sneeze there. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, I was a fan of the Raiders, but – I'm I'm married into a 49ers family, so uh, Oof, we all make mistakes. Oh, we all make there mistakes. We go. There we go. E. There we go. <laughs> go <laughs> Niners. Huge fan of college sports. Uh, I'm actually a college baseball coach. Yeah, so this should be a fun episode today. Yes. All right. Next up, my main man, Mr. Brandon Miller from, believe it or not, North Dakota. So, Brandon, introduce yourself. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, SoCal transplant from uh, North Dakota, as Sibo said. Um, sports teams I follow New England Patriots on the football side, Minnesota Twins, rep the, the local team uh, back in the Midwest, and and um, kind of all over uh, the NBA. So big sports fan though, and and PGA Tour I follow pretty closely as well. Perfect. So uh, since Brandon doesn't have an NBA team, you can come on to the Warriors bandwagon. It's a perfect time because we <laughs> suck right now, but we are one year away from over being with. back in the finals. We will be back in the Brandon, finals. I think, we'll I, Brandon, I think the the uh, Buccaneers have um, Tom Brady jerseys on sale if you want to buy one. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so strange seeing him in a different uniform, but it, it, it is. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Sad, but. It'll be fun to see, though. Yes. Check it out. Yeah, no kidding. All right, last but not least, my main man from NorCal, still in the Bay, holding it down in the rich. Daniel, talk to him. Oh, yeah, calling from the Bay Area, man, uh, Richmond, California. Oh, man, diehard Raider fan over here, man. <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I, I'm ready to talk some baseball, football, man, and I love college. Yes, we so. do. Yes, we do. And the Raiders will kill it again because we always do. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, that's everybody we have uh, today. and. We'll rock it every week with this crew. Um, we have a lot of knowledge, a lot of background in sports. We all played at a high level. And we have a lot of college athletes here, baseball, and basketball. We still have an active college coach for baseball, which is awesome. Um, and, and we still play in adult league. Uh, we don't do very well, but we still try to play. Um, especially me. I usually gas up for about two or three possessions. A lot of, of calling full timeouts when we don't have any more. So, um, especially in this uh, Corona uh, diet, I'm, I'm destroying that left and right. All right. You hear that sound? That means it's a crystal ball segment. Here we go. I wanted to create an episode about the NCAA because I hate them as, as a whole, a wholehearted hate them passionately. So the first topic of the NCAA I want to cover is uh, paying the student athletes. It's a huge topic. Everybody wants to talk about chime in this, that, and the other. But let me spit some facts for you before we dive right in. Before I pass it to Mr. Pico, I'm going to give him some facts first. Did you know the NCAA was a nonprofit? Which means, how many taxes do they have to pay, Mr. John Pico? Zero. Zero. Zero taxes they have to pay. Last year, just off of the TV deal, they made $867 million. Off of the uh, uh, NCAA, I'm sorry, the NIT, they made 177 million and then another 73 million combined with investment, facilities, tickets, jerseys, all of that. So wrap that all bundle in one, that's over $1 billion. So with that being said, that is the best business plan I have ever heard in my entire life um, because all of their employees make a lot of money and the people that make money off of make zero, as you said. And I love to quote that. Um, I did a little research too, and there's 460,000 student athletes in the NCAA. So 460,000. So what I did is a quick little math equation. I'm terrible at math. I'm the first one to, I'm atrocious, but I divided 1 billion by 460,000 and you could pay each student athlete 
$2,100 and you'd still be profitable. So 460,000 people can make $2,000 a year and you'd still be profitable, which is enormous and crazy and crazy and crazy. So um, me, myself and I, I think we should pay student athletes. Um, but I'm going to pass it to Pico because I know he's ready to jump down my throat with all this negative energy. So go ahead, Pico. Let me hear what you say. <laughs> like I was saying last week, <laughs> disagree with it because athletes at college level, when they're um, getting scholarships, that's form of payment. They get to live on campus for free. That's a form of payment. They get food. That's a form of payment. And then <clears throat> take it across – and it's mainly two sports also. It's football and basketball. Yep. yep. Now, those, two, those two sports, though, also pay for all of the other sports. And now the women's sports, as you know, Title nine. Guys I'm, I'm, on this, I'm following they you. keep adding extra women's sports and taking men's sports away. But, sure. like, for baseball, you go to a UCLA game. There's maybe 100 – 200 people there sure, sure. for a game, sure. if that, you know. <clears throat> so another thing I think about paying athletes is going to be a major problem is you look at like the Bamas, the Clemsons, the Oregons, it's not going to be a fair system anymore. And that's one of the biggest things. And then, like my son was, was talking to him about dinner, who gets paid what? Oh, I How much do for you all pay – you know, the quarterback for, for LSU. I do too. I'm ready. So, mm -hmm. talk to him, Abe. Get him, Abe. Get him. I want to hear okay. it. Get him, Abe. Okay, so Get JP, him. like I said, man, as, as an adult, as a person, I appreciate your opinion because you're <laughs> entitled to it. That does not mean I agree. Okay, so that's fine. Let's tackle a couple of things first off. Okay? Go. So, when you're talking about the student athletes all having their education paid for, their housing, their food, does every kid on a 15-man basketball roster get that? No. Okay. So what I'm saying is, and we have a college coach here, when he goes to offer a kid something, he can go, hey, man, we can pay for your room and board. I can't pay for your meals, though. That has to come out of your pocket. These are things that the kids need on a day-to-day -day basis. They're still doing the same activities, the same workouts, the same travel, right. the same right. books, everything else that the higher profile kids are doing, but they still don't get the same amount. If I'm the number one guy on the team, of course I don't have to worry about anything. The coach is making sure I don't have a single worry, whether that be grades, whether that be money, food, entertainment, whatever the situation is. If he's happy, he's got a job. We all know that's how the system works. What I'm saying is if we give the kids some type of money, I'm not telling you to make the kids millionaires. I'm not telling you to, to give them the new Porsche that comes out. What I'm saying is give them something monetary to keep them stable, or I got one even better for you, JP. But hold real quick, hey, before you go on. Okay. Those, those number one yeah. top quarterbacks, running backs, people from Bama, people from Clemson, you can't tell me that they're not taken care of on the backside 100%. Alumni, my, alumni he, do, donations. We know it's, what that is. Here's, yeah, here's my open. problem with paying student athletes. Okay. There's never going to be control over it. And it's going to get so I got out of hand. No. I got it. Check it's this gonna out. It's going to get so out of you, hand. You, you, do, you do a scale. Freshmen right. get X. Sophomores get X. 
you know, why is there whatever. So, there's no for, for example, um, like I did the math, right. I said everybody can get two thousand dollars here, right? So, case in point, you can pay the seniors what eight thousand. Two thousand dollars buy in right now. Well, if you got everything As else covered with the scholarship, two thousand dollars can go a long yeah. way. I'll tell you right now, and when I went to school in Fargo, North Dakota, shit, if I got two thousand dollars a month, boy, I would can be I having a hot quick, tub. Somebody, I would have all kinds of stuff. North Face jacket. There goes half of it. Okay, so like, <laughs> what, if you, what if you give these kids like a stipend into where they can't get all that money up front, to where you make them have to budget and learn how to keep that money fluid? Yes. Like, hey, like hey, I said, hey, like I'm. Yeah, hey, so jump in, JK. Get up. So I had a, uh, I had a girl I went to high, I went, I went to high school with. She got a full ride scholarship mm. to I know what you're uh, Washington. Say. I know full ride scholarship to Washington. She got a full ride. She got uh, for four years. She got a tutor. Then she got a thousand dollars stipend. Yep. To do whatever she wants with that. To do whatever she wanted with. Mm-hmm. But that was that's not considered getting paid. That's considered a stipend. So that's considered half. You you, you take that out of your scholarship money. Right. Now, now, I know I part do of that's agree because that of, in a way, of Title IX. Yeah, exactly. I, I do agree with that in a way, but at the same time, I do also agree with what Pico said. It's not fair. Right. At yeah, all. But, but life isn't fair. But, but, but okay. And, no. Or, hey, Sebastian's got a point, but what I'm saying is, okay, so like the whole, pro- the high profiles we never have to worry about. I'm talking about the guy who can't really form all that stuff because he doesn't have the talent that the number one guy has right so we're trying to make it a level playing field at some point like there's no way to keep this thing legal across the board we all know that mm-hmm. regardless of if we say we're going to pay every player ten thousand dollars there's going to be a booster coming with a trash bag of money and he's going to leave it at the front door and that guy's going to a school that he wants him to go to that will always happen Yes. But make it a playing field for everyone so that way I'm not looking at this guy going, I can't wait till he breaks his ankle. You know what I'm saying? So that you can actually go to a school that you want to go to. I'm a, I knew a guy, and I'm not naming names, but I knew a guy that was supposed to go to a major university and decided to go to a mid-major. I mean, not mid-major. Flat check. You know what I'm saying? And he was supposed to be somewhere like Kentucky, KU. You know what I'm saying? But the reason why is that trash bag got laid down. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard know, to say no to a trash bag like, full of cash. But, I'll tell you right I, now. But like, am I mad at him? Like if I was in his position and somebody did that for me, like, yeah, I'm taking a bag. I'm taking care of my family and then I can go do my rest, you know, my other responsibilities. All I'm saying is Pico, let's just make it a playing field for everybody. So that way we don't have to worry about the little guys because the little guys are getting swept under the rug. They're getting worn out. They get used all year. And then at the end of it, the coach looks at them and goes, have a great life. And they've got all this debt, plus whatever debt they accrued in their credit cards and their Discover cards and everything yeah. else. Like, let's just help those guys out a little I do, bit. I do think there's a way. You're going to help with, one, though. you got to help all. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's no, no. what I'm saying. NAIA sure. through, okay, but here, Division One versus NAIA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes, there are different levels. But, like, for Division Three, they don't get athletic scholarships at all. Yep. So only how academic. do you mix them into the mix? Only academics. Okay. Well, the, the, the and I understand getting paid, but the problem is there's no way that you're going to make it fair across the board. So right. can we make an effort? You have certain teams or certain conferences, like the SEC. Pac-12 is a pile of shit hmm. because of the guy who runs it. Versus the SEC. 
Th th I mean, yeah. they're effing killing it. I mean, they're stealing <laughs> everybody from Southern yeah. California. So, but you, so, so now well, you're going to have all these pay scales that are freaking ridiculous, right? Versus, yes. Yes. and then everyone's just going to start moving to one spot until the next group says, "Hey, you know what? Fuck this." We're going to start doing this to get people here. Okay, so this, it, it, my whole I, problem is it's never going to be a fair system. Right, but isn't it ever-changing? Aren't we always adapting? Are we always trying to figure out something to be better we be. than we, we were be. before? So that's we what should. we need to be doing. Like hey, JP, hang on. I'll let you have your piece. Hang on. So, like, what I'm saying is let's make a move now. Let's not sit here and look at it and go, well, it's fucked. Oh, well. Like, let's make a move to try to help that situation. So then whenever something does go wrong, we can look at it, learn from it, make our mistakes, and then move on to the next one. Let's, 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 let's not stay at it. I just, I, I think, I think there's a way where we can come so, up with a scale. Oh, the NCAA you know, is well, really it's, smart. It's they have a lot of smart people. Like, we, like, if we do that, we're never going to move forward. Yeah, the, the, the NCA has enough enough people to figure something out, some sort of scale. What, what do you think, Bloom? Talk to me, Bloom. You're, you're a college coach. Yeah, you're, you're a college yeah. coach. So, Bloom, talk to me. I, I've been taking a few notes, li listening to both arguments. I I, I hear you both <laughs> on each side, Pico and Abe. I I, I hear you. Um, uh, a couple things, okay. Uh, Pico, you brought up UCLA baseball game, right? You go to a baseball game and there's only 100 to 200 people. But if you go to an LSU, and I know SEC has been brought up uh, in a football aspect, but at an SEC baseball game, you're looking at like 15,000 to 25,000 fans depending on the game. So baseball is doing its fair part in, in those parts. And Abe, you mentioned a, a level playing field. So the, the basis of college athletics, okay? That's the, the, the basis Sorry, yeah. of – you're good. The, the, the basis of college athletics, right? What, why are you going to college? Okay. A, Education. If, if, if you're a baseball player, okay, if you're a baseball player, you, you're probably not ready to get drafted or you didn't get drafted high enough. And so you, you, you want to go for an opportunity, right? An opportunity to develop, get better, go improve your skills, get your draft stock up. Okay? And you're also going for education. I, I mean, you're, you're going to get educated at worst case scenario, major percentage of NCAA athletes are not going pro. Yes. So when you walk out of there, your consolation prize, your carrot is you've got yourself an education now. Okay. And, and all this scholarship money and everybody's talking about scholarship, right? If you want to level the playing field, everybody who is on the team, who is eligible 2.0 or more made the roster, made a red shirt roster, create a gray shirt roster. They get their tuition paid for. Okay. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you see and, what I'm saying? and now at least move, everybody's though. getting their education. Everybody's on the team. They've got an opportunity to make something of themselves. They're all getting the same trainers. They're all getting the same practice schedule. You know what I mean? And, and now your scholarship money and things like that can go to your, your star QBs and this and that for off-campus living or whatever. Aaron, let me jump in. Let me jump now in. Now there's somewhat of a level playing field. Somewhat. Right. Do you think, though, as an 18-year-old, 17-year-old, 16-year-old, when they're recruited, is education at their mind? I know if I went to a recruiting trip to Oregon, University of Oregon, they ain't showing me the education, but when I'm majoring, they're showing me the facilities and the sure. gear I'm getting. And education is on the last part of my mind. You know what but I'm saying? That, so, I'm, that, that's I'm something top, every player gets, though, is the gear. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're athlete, the starting QB yeah. or, you know, the practice player QB. You're getting the Oregon Nike shoes you're sure. getting the nike sure. shirts and, and but my point is i don't, I don't think it. they're thinking when you go to college like oh i'm gonna get a college education i think they're still chasing the dream of i may be a professional and i get all this look good looking gear i get it for free right. yada 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 i'm on the cover and of this magazine i get to play this college and 
that okay, university and this stadium. And, I mean, and, those and I'm the also, high trains were selling. I'm also with Pico. Like, I really, uh, I'm with Pico and Abe. I, I think A, Abe, hell yeah, there needs to be a level playing field. There needs to be some, everybody gives everybody that opportunity, right? And then Pico, I don't think you should pay them. I, I think, heck, you give them to, to pay them. Most kids, what did y'all do in college? Most kids are going to spend it on alcohol. They're going to spend it on girls. They're going to spend it on, on things, clothes. They're going to spend it on stuff that doesn't matter. And so you, you want to teach them, but the reality is they're going to be who they're going to be. I would have done the same thing. You came out 21 going to my four year after junior college. You, you give me a thousand dollars a month. Please believe. Okay. So Eric, so check this out. So Monday madness at the about, bar. It's going down. Yeah. So what I was talking about was, yes, like there's different ways. Like I'm not unreasonable. Like I was listening to Pico talk and I'm like, yeah, like if there's any way that we can find something to just kind of move it forward at some point, instead of just looking at it saying, Oh, well, so if you're saying give all the kids a scholarship that's on the team with a 2.0 or higher, that's moving money somehow. You know what I'm saying? Like you're sitting on the money and you're laughing at the situation going, ah, who cares? While there's money sitting here, you let can me, do Let me check that. The it. money is over a billion dollars. So it's not just, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not so small like, pocket. Non-taxed. Very so All you got to do is find a way that you can get it to the kids to help them out. So that's why I said, listen, if it's scholarship, if it's a stipend, and I know how the NCAA is, I was in it. So if they want to sit there and put sure. all these rules and regulations to it, that's fine. But I'm saying do something. Stop well, I also think I also think they have to at least get rid of the fact that they're selling likeness of the athletes. Yes. Right. If you go to a UCLA game, like you said, Pico in a baseball stadium, you may go to the shop to buy a shirt and you see a jersey number, whatever, who their star player is. Right. So they're selling the likeness of that player. Now, that is unfair. If you're doing that, um, I was listening. I watched a documentary the other day. I think it was on HBO called um, The Scheme. It's about the guy who broke college basketball paying coaches. And so they have to figure something out where if you're going to sell the likeness of them, you have to give them some kind of kickback, whatever it goes to that specific program or specific player or whatever the case may be, or don't sell their likeness, right? If it's just a football jersey, you sell a football jersey, right? Whatever that is. It has to be a blank number, no name, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Because It sounds easy. like you guys are putting a lot of different things into one. It's Yeah, because we're, now we're talking, which, hey, I have no problem with all the players – getting a scholarship but in my in my mind you know some people that play sports like I played football in college and I, I played in New Mexico I got a full ride and everything the Lobos so yeah <laughs> hey it was great and there were a lot of people that weren't but you know they also never saw the field they were there for an education. Some there's a lot of players, you know, Absolutely. got freshman year of football in high school. Friggin', there's five million people out there just so they can put a damn uniform on. <laughs> I get that part too. Now, but if you're talking about like Eric said, you, you have all this money, and, and yes, the NCAA, it's a piece of shit group. Mm. You know, they do. They sit Mafia. on a shitload of money. Mafia. And <laughs> who knows what they do with it. Because yeah. they can't even tell us. Mm -hmm. Now, now I'm a, but you you also have to look, and I'm going to go with the non-athletic person too. If if this school is making all this money, you know, and then there's this kid who's a four two or a four zero or whatever, and he's you know going to be this you know nuclear scientist or whatever. Why not give him the same amount as the other people? Absolutely, he's because he's not the, because the school. Because when he gets out. 
he's going to do great things too. But okay. he's currently not bringing any money into the into the school program. I I, under, <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. I definitely understand that. Yeah, I get that. But, but he's not getting drug tested. And he's not going through all the NCAA either regulations. Any of the soccer yeah. programs, either as a lot of the other programs. I mean, sure. like baseball, uh, Eric. The SEC is its own animal. But you know, it's a beast. You know, you, it, it's like take my my son's school, Cal Lutheran. You know, when they travel to Oregon and they're playing for, you know, a week tournament. I mean, believe me, there's 25 people. And they're all parents flying from California to see their kid play. (laughs) So that costs the school a shitload of money. Sure. Real quick, Brandon. Brandon, I would love for you to fact check. They're paying for a lot of stuff. Fact check. Brandon, I would love for you by the end of this to fact check how much of that $1 billion is the SEC bringing in. Because it's got to be a major percentage. Now, now. Now, now, let me drop this on you guys. I was watching ESPN the other day, and I saw Jerry uh, – what's his name? Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Judy. Judy Jerry, Jerry Judy mm-hmm. doing his interview in a Bentley. Now, yeah. is that the SEC paying for that? Is that Alabama paying for that? That's the agent. Because, I mean, I know that he's not, he's the number one uh, wide receiver in the draft right now. The agent knows he's a top ten prospect, and it gave him a, a car and said, ride around, kid. It's it's any, yeah, it's that, any major kid that's going into the draft that signs with a major uh, place like he did, you're going if you're to still in college. If you're still in college, aren't you still playing with that? No, he's done. No, he's done. He, he does, has no NCAA regulations. The second no, his last <laughs> game was over, he walked off campus. That's, that's OBJ <laughs> handshaking people money on the field. They're done. So, so, I'll tell you, that bothers so, me in that interview. So let's, that go back, let's go back to Eric's, right? Do you think that he went into college thinking, "Hey, I'm gonna get, get, get I'm gonna get an education here," or "Hey, I see all this money." Yes. And he I said, see I'm going to Bama. A, Bama yeah, produces exactly. pros. I'm okay, getting so paid in four not, years. College a boy. Down the bigger schools that have the money for being maybe less. Kids. Like that's you know, like I, I get what you're saying, but like we can't sit here and look at Alabama and be like, man, they you know they're the worst. I mean, they literally have like all the money to spend on this stuff. So when a kid comes in and he sees the wall, like you know, like let a school speak for itself. You you still got to do the rest of your job or recruit that kid, even though he's at Alabama. But I mean, like if you've got that in front of you, like who's gonna turn it down? Coach K don't do nothing special. He sits in front of them kids and goes, "Hey, you want to come to Duke?" And they say, "Hey, hey, hey, easy, there's no way you so, just so this is my next question, up. right? Okay. This is my next question here. If Not the NCAA sure. allows you to get a stipend or or pays you, which the women how do you get? Regu- how do you regulate that? Regulate. I'm sorry, not regulate. Regulate that throughout the coaches, right? So if I'm a coach and I see one of my star players coming in, I'm going to give him five grand. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, not, they're giving I'm that to him anyways. Let's be honest. <laughs> exactly. there's, there's paper bags. I'm not going to want to be even. But right. then again, you go back to Pico's statement, and you have to be even. You, you, you have to be fair to everybody else. Okay, so I'll tell you what. Give the kids even. Let the booster pay the big kid. You happy mm-hmm. now? Because that's, that's, that's how it's going to happen. Well, that's, how, that's how it's going to work. Exactly. Exactly. But, so but that's, that's, just, and that's, that's what's bad. I feel like that's where I come from. I, I feel like I come from, like, an a underdog's mentality where sure. the, the guys like, like Judy, they're, they're still going to get paid. they, they the the star athletes the nfl still gonna want them right. but that that sixth wide receiver on the roster 
who's going to do his four years and then go work a regular job. Like at least he earned his, his education by being sure. on the team for his sure. four years. He's not going to make the money at the end of it, but he didn't have to pay for his school because he's still representing the team. Sure. Right. I mean, at the end of it, you're playing on a team and the team is bringing in the, the money and the team is winning the championships and you're a part of it. I mean, right. they, what, what's the coaches, uh, the, you know, cliche, Hey, you're only as good as your weakest link. You know what I mean? Well, that weakest link ain't worried about paying school. He, he's got his tuition covered. Now he might have to worry about paying for off campus housing um, or whatever it may be. Maybe his, everybody in a big time college is getting their meals paid for. They got cafeterias just for the students. Go work out, go grab a, a muscle milk and whatever else they got and, and go get it. But you know, it, not every kid is going to go get paid by the end of their college service. And let me At say least something professionally real quick. as an athlete. This isn't a millennial looking at the boomer saying, you're wrong, I want something for nothing, okay? I'm just saying, let's make a move. <laughs> I'm not saying I want something for nothing, because sure. obviously you're putting your body out there, you're doing all the things that everybody no else doubt. is doing. Let's just help help some people out. That's all I'm saying. If you've got all this money and you can help a few, why not? That's my question. I, I, mean, I still think there's a, there's a way to do it all. They, they have so many intelligent people in the NCAA. They got to yeah, hire somebody to figure something out so somebody gets something. I don't yeah. know what it looks like, but it ain't mm -hmm. what it's doing now. Put regulations all right, on it. Right. I got a fact check. Fact oh, check. Brandon with the fact check. Yeah. Hit us with it, Brandon. Uh -oh. So the uh, Big Ten actually uh, produced the most revenue in 2018. Ooh. They haven't filed wow. uh, for 2019 yet. <laughs> um, but they uh, they produced uh, 759 million um, for 12 schools. Uh, the SEC um, for 2018 uh, filed 660 million in revenue, um, and they actually filed for 19 already. It looks like 720 million uh, this year. So that's that's total revenue across all sports. I'm in the, I'm in the wrong business. Uh, that's two conferences that make up a huge chunk of money. Now, I think those have to they have to split it between the teams before the NCAA gets to actually get it on because you know, each university is also a nonprofit to, to my knowledge. So, um, but final thought on that. I did watch that documentary. I think you guys should watch it uh, about uh, the guy Christian Dawkins paying college coaches and yada yada. And it was really interesting how he kind of spun everything and he actually didn't pay them. Um, and it was a whole like undercover thing. It was nuts. But he basically said the NCAA is the college coaches are paying them anyways. Right now, their college basketball coaches are paying athletes to play at their university because their job relies on it. Right. If they win, mm -hmm. get to the final four every year, they're going to make millions of dollars. They're going to stay at that university forever. Case in point, Coach K. Um, and people are trying to up and coming and trying to keep their job. Um, he named the guy at uh, Arizona, Sean Miller. He named the guy at LSU and his name is. His name is slipping my memory right now, but both those guys, he said, he's had multiple conversations with them saying how much they paid certain players, and it's nuts. So they're already getting paid. And so if there's a, some way we can bottle it up and NCAA, NCAA can control it, like if you, if you are going to be playing in NCAA, you get paid this much as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and then, you know, you get taken out of your scholarship, whatever it is, you get paid by likeness. You know, we have to figure out something so – it's it never going to be enough, though. You just said it, you know, it'll never be enough, but at least it's something. And with that, they should be they should have to enroll in a class about their finances so they know what to do and how to do it. Preach. And how to control right. some sort of budget oh, rating, some sort of exactly. investment, something like that. Because another fantastic show I love, uh, Hard Knocks on HBO. 
And I remember a couple of seasons ago was the uh, I want to say the Buccaneers was it the Buccaneers? Yeah, it was the Buccaneers, and they had a no. guy Carl Nassib Brown. who's now Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, Cleveland Browns. Browns. And they had a guy Carl Nassib who's now an Oakland Raider. I'm sorry, Las Vegas yeah. Raider. Sorry, um, and he was schooling them on how to invest their money correctly because yeah. these guys are getting millions of dollars and they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna go buy a Hummer. I'm gonna go buy you know a fucking whatever a snake or you know exotic cat nowadays um so <laughs> you gotta teach chicken. these people very young and how to do it you know i remember when i was growing up my dad gave me 20 bucks for the week and was like figure it out and the first week i was like 20 bucks let's go with the taco bell i went to in and out burger and then i was done and he was like well that was your 20 and i'm like i learned real quick okay budgeting all right i got this much money and this much money yada, 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 yada. so i think there's a way we can wrap all of the crazy ideas we have about paying them and and doing something for them uh, into one and make it some sort of payback to the kids. Um, but so final thought, I mean, that, that conversation will go on and on and on because there is no, like you said, fair answer or right answer just to kind of say, okay, this will work. And then it works. No, it ain't like that. It'll never be like that. So uh, moving on. And I want to hear some people, some, some voices I haven't heard yet. So Sam and Dan are going to jump first on this one, but we're going to call this a spotlight segment and still sticking with the NCAA. I want to talk about the transfer rule. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I know if you transfer from division one to division one, you have to sit out a year. I think that's terrible. Uh, the college coaches jump ship left and right. They go to pros, they come back. I know Billy Donovan did that in one off season and I know coaches jump around. And so they're, they're punishing the players for, you know, an 18 year old, as you're, you guys brought up, you know, making the wrong decision at the wrong university or whatever it is. And then, they transfer and now they have to sit out a year and it's just crazy. Now I know you so, believe if you don't have to, if you transfer from two to one division two to division one or vice versa, one to two, you don't have to sit out, but it's, I think it's only division one to division one universities. You have to sit out a year. You go so, from one to two, you don't have to sit me, out. You go from two to one, you have to sit out. Bingo. There you go. So let me, let me hear from Sam and Dan. What, what do you got first? Let's lead us so out there. Basically you're going to allow these kids to be LeBron James and go to South beach every year. Yes. Hundred percent. No, I don't know. I definitely don't. I definitely don't agree with that. I agree with the one-year transfer hold, though. You do. You want to keep it in. I do because if you're looking over at a school, and I'm, I, I see Pico. He's killing right. And all I know is if me, him, Sam, and JK get on the same team, we can be the next Fab Five. I, I can just transfer over to Michigan next year. We can do it. So. I think if you do the one-year hold, you at least toss it up to some freshmen coming in so you potentially could team up with and stuff like that. I mean, but even then, that's strategic. But, I mean, it, it holds you from being the guy to, from being a junior or senior and being able to transfer your last year to go to some super team. Like, he's, like Daniel said, like we're we, we going to mess around and have a bunch of South Beach teams, you know, running around because they just looked at each other and went, why would I suck here when we can go win a championship? Yeah, yeah, but that's, like, that's like the old street ball rule, right? You go, you go to the court with your homies, right? And you, you get on the court, you run everybody. You're gonna be like, you oh, stick no, with that's that not squad. fair. Let me, let me get, let me get the dude with the glasses over there. Let me get the old ball dude who just does a hook shot from the corner. No, you are gonna pick the dudes who are dope, right? That's just, that's about. just human I went, nature. If I went with the homies, I was trying to beat them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you're gonna end up with a guy with four national championships for four different teams. There you hey. go. So be it. Well, in Jay basketball, hurts. they don't stay that long anyways. So uh, I just hate he just hate seeing an 18-year-old, 19-year-old if they made the wrong decision. Because a lot of it is coaching, right? They get in. They're not used to being coached at the college level. And they get reamed, you know, this, that, and the other. Maybe they wake up late for weights or yada, yada, yada. And then they can't handle it. And then they, you know, I'm out. Um, 
you know. Doesn't that just it? teach them to run? <laughs> kids nowadays are just like I, that's you hurt my yeah. feelings i mean i'm not I'm a millennial i think sam you know, sam you're a millennial you got you got to back your millennials up here okay talk to a little bit sam. no yeah i agree with jp there like that's i mean you're not teaching them the right thing if i mean if they wake up late for practice because they were out partying the day before they were out goofing around the day before um and you just like hey well go go to another team and like go form the next fab five. Like that's, I mean, what are we teaching the next generation then? Right. So, I mean, I agree with JP there. You're not, you need to set some standards. You need to set some expectations and guidelines. And if they can't even wake up for practice and they're going to get butthurt because they get, you know, got shat on for, for coming in, showing in 30 minutes late, then that's on them. But what if it's an yeah. actual transfer? What if it's an actual transfer? Sebastian, what is an actual transfer? Yeah. Because if I'm if I'm at a school and Zion's going to Duke next year, and I know me and Zion could just kill, like I'm transferring to Duke and me and Zion will yeah. get busy. No, no, so no, like, no, what's no. a real transfer? A real transfer potentially could be uh, you actually show up on time and you do your thing and you and the coach just don't see eye to eye or he wants to redshirt you and you don't want to redshirt. That happens all the time. How about allowing those kids you know, one transfer if they express interest to where, you know, you can bring in front of the board and let them decide if, you know, just that yeah, one yeah, time. Get something like, like one that. There's got something like that. I know the What's coaches the have to clear them to get transferred. Like the coach has but to sign off. I'm like, well, that's when the brown paper bag gets dropped off in front of the executive's doors to for that decision to be cleared through the NCAA. Like, come on now. Like, let's, let's not act like there's not guys getting that bag, you know, somewhere else. Yeah, I I just think it's it's tough to make a you know eighteen or seventeen year old because they are going to make decisions wrong decisions and that's the whole point of being in college is to mess up and to screw up and to show up late at practice. I did it. I got reamed and I had to run and I sucked it up and ran. Okay, um, did you get to quit your team halfway through the season? Because no, like but I, I thought about leaving because I didn't like the coach very much. Okay, but like if you knew you could hop on another team next year and play right away, would you? Hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. No doubt about it. Hundred percent. You know, for me, it was all about playing time. I went to a small Division One school, North Dakota State. Go Bison! Let me just rep that. Just a little plug there. Uh, FCS champions of the last decade. Yes, that means ten years. Half the age of Sam, but no big deal. Um, But yes, yes, I didn't like the coach. He didn't like me. We butted heads. Uh, I was a loud mouth. I have plenty of stories of me getting into coach's his bad side. Um, that's life but that is yeah. right but I mean, if i had an opportunity I, I but, mean, I, but if i had an opportunity you know, to play closer to days, home one of these days you got to pull up your fucking panties and say hey mm. you know what <laughs> i'm gonna get after it i'm Ooh, still working on pulling them up okay <laughs> if everyone just walks away from something difficult when is the, the kid ever gonna get anything sure sure you know, life, this, there still has to be sports is, this, is real life and you got to compete at the same type of shit in different perspectives of 100%. You know, of jobs. 100%. So, you know, if you're going to transfer four freaking times cuz you can't start, maybe you're just not fucking good enough. <laughs> that, that, well, that's the hard thing for for teenagers is just to do, look in the mirror and realize Okay, well, maybe okay, I stop with the teenager thing, okay? Okay, so hang on. Stop with the teenager thing because there are a lot of kids that get put in a 20, different situation. Yeah, you know I'm saying thank you. Like, you, you get transferred. There, there's some quarterbacks right now in college football that are, like, 25. Chris you know Winkie was so, 28. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, like, let's not yeah. act like these are children <laughs> making these moves strategically so they can get into the draft. Like, 
These are grown men. Like, okay, I understand you saying the kid that still, kid that still, from you're knocking their wait, 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 wait. dream. You're talking about the kid that like trans or, or chooses school when he's 17, 18. That may be the wrong decision because he saw the gear, he saw the Jordans on the wall, he got all hyped because he's sneakerhead, and then he went to the wrong school. That's fine. But I'm talking about the kid that's 20, 21, looking around, going, "How am I going to win a national championship, and how can I improve my stock?" Like that's the kid we talk about. You can't let him just move like that. But think about this, and I'm going to swing it this way because I was a junior college transfer. Eric knows all about this. He coaches at junior college. Okay. I tra- I registered my first year out of high school. So I lose, you get you get five years to complete four years of eligibility. As you know, you're, you're very well. You know this very well. I registered my first year. Okay, boom. Now I only have four years left, right? I played two years at the junior college. Now I only have two years left, right? I sign at a junior college. Oh, I love the visit. It was amazing. I get there. I do my thing. Maybe it was the wrong decision. So now I'm fucked. I have to stay there. Otherwise, I lose my year of eligibility. I'm done playing junior year in college because I was a transfer. I only got to see a little bit of the time. And so those are the older kids. That could be an actual transfer, right? Sebo, are you actually fucked? Or yes. maybe you change your attitude and say, hey, man, I got <laughs> to figure out how to get on the field. So maybe I should do what my coach says to do. Yeah, I was in a unique situation that I was the best player on my team. So even though I was a prick and we didn't, but we butted heads, he still had to play me. So he was the best. <laughs> he would be angry every time he sharpened my name. Motherfucker, see what? <laughs> but now, I mean, there's situations like that all the time. Junior college is tough to transfer. Not only let me you bring have this to, up real quick. Transfer credits. Eric, talk to him. You got to transfer credits. You got to major. You got to have like sixty-six point six percent done. Let JK get his off. JK, go ahead. Let me bring this up real quick. So Jalen Hurts, right? Stud. Stud. Do you think he should have sat out a year mm. after transferring to Oklahoma? That's a good transfer. That's a good question. That's a good transfer. Come on, Pico. You can't now, tell me he doesn't work he hard. He had a great, as soon as great you season a at Oklahoma. <laughs> right? Somewhere around never. Yes. I, but is, JK, that, that's is that beautiful. fair for him to transfer over there? I don't know me? his history, so I can't just, that, just ask anybody. It's open yeah, question. But I think he still should have sat out. No, 100% he should not have. Why? Okay, that's your opinion. Why? He was, why? He was bettering his career. So Okay, so the reason why y'all are saying oh, – oh, Hold uh, on. Go, go, go ahead, Sam. And then... I don't know. I want to hear what Abe okay. has to say, actually. <laughs> Uh-oh. Is it on me? Yeah, it's on you, Abe. Okay, so, so let me just – let me spin my facts real quick. The reason why I'm saying that – Jalen Hurts should have sat out for a year because I'm one of the people that's saying that you should hang on to the year transfer. I'm sticking to my guns on that because if I say Jalen Hurts can go, then I'm saying everybody can go. And I can make an exception for everybody. But what I'm saying is – Now, now here's – so so a couple things, okay. Hey, I think okay. Jalen Hurts is good enough. He, he probably could have got drafted. Obviously not as high as he would or will coming up here soon. Uh, if he stayed, I mean, th- there's a lot of backups that, that are just as good. But mm-hmm. – if I was in Jalen Hurts' shoes, I'd have transferred out of there too, especially if I got to play the next year. I mean, who who wants to when you're that good? Who wants to sit when you could play every every down? Bingo. Um, no, but like, okay, and then the so, the transfer rule. Go ahead. If if I was an NFL coach, right, and I see that situation, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to pick up Jalen Hurts just because he. He he left because he lost his job. But you're gonna want Jared Judy in the fucking exactly. <laughs> J.K. Thank you for bringing that up. I was I was gonna bring that up because as a junior college coach, I'm not going after the high school kid that's been to three different schools no. in four years. 
No. There's not something wrong with the, the two previous coaches that kid played for. There's something wrong with that kid. So then my so, so, so then if, if if I'm an NFL coach and I see and I and I bring in Jalen Hurts, right? And then he loses his job, now automatically my hands are gonna be up like, oh, well now is, is he gonna try to like go to free agency? If he's is he gonna try to leave and go to a team? No. It's a liability. But you have to think about it. So he makes one move and now that follows him for the rest of his life and everything. He's got to look. That's how life is. That's how how I look at it. No, I mean, if if you're looking at your future and you have a possibility of playing NFL and quote unquote his job got taken at Alabama and he still came back and won them a national championship and, and he works as hard as anybody in the world, it seems like. He posts the videos of him working out now during the COVID-19 scheme. Scam, uh, not scam, but uh, epidemic. So uh, I can't even. I, I would love Jalen Hurts on my team. Start. I hope the I hope the Raiders draft him in the third, fourth round because he's going to come in there and do some work. Um, do you think Jalen Hurts would be in a third or fourth round? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Really? I, I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL. Third I really round. do. If Lamar Jackson can do it, Jalen Hurts can do it. Okay. And he's going to be in the right situation. If you drafted later in rounds, you might follow a team. But anyways. I think that's a good transfer. I should, it shouldn't affect him. And then I'm not the fact that they don't have a transfer it. rule for, for if you go to grad school. So, like, if you go to grad school, you can still transfer and be free. <laughs> so, shit, let me just enroll in grad, yeah, grad school basket weaving. And now, now I'm on to South Beach with the homies, and we're winning national championship. I'm just saying. Hey, Get rid of hey it. guys, uh, refresh my memory. Did Jalen Hurts play the year before? He did. Yes. Yeah. Well, well yeah. he played, but he was he a got taken out in the national championship. Yeah, yeah, and Tua out. won it, and then the following uh, year, throw pretty much. The following year, he left and went to Oklahoma, and came in second in the Heisman, I, mean, I believe. He, he so it's because of that, the active games played, he was able to. No, it was he was a graduated senior, so there, there's not a restriction on them. Gotcha. You go. gotcha. They can transfer gotcha. and play right gotcha. away. Gotcha. The only the only thing that can happen is the that particular school can say, "Hey, you can transfer anywhere, but here, here." So basically, Nick Saban could have been petty, but Nick Saban yeah. is a real guy. He's like, "Look, you, we're going with Tua, and now we have his younger brother, and so we kick rocks to Oklahoma. He still won't beat us." which they didn't. They got boat raced. It wouldn't have been a good PR move to tell them that, though. So that's another reason why Nick Saban did that, let's be honest. Perfect. So I just want, we're all in agreement that you guys are all wrong and the transfer rule should be abolished. I love the fact that this podcast is going so well for me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. We're going we're gonna to move on to the, the final. I think that's good on the spotlight segment on the transfer rule. And the final one is, I'm calling it the final play segment, and that is the going professional rule. Um, now, in the NCAA, it switches per sport, which is very, very, very interesting. Case in point, if you get drafted in the Major League Baseball draft, if you're in high school, you can go right to the pros and play. Uh, there's, shoot, there's kids in Dominican Republic and Cuba playing at 14, 15 professional. But if you sign a letter of intent to a four-year university, you have to be three years removed from high school. I'll say that again. If you sign a letter of intent to a university, a four-year university, you have to be three years removed from high school before you get to enter the draft. That is the same as football, which I can kind of understand football is a little bit more physical than baseball, just a tad more. Um, people are stronger, faster, bigger um, as they get older. Um, and so I understand it, but baseball is a little weird. And then basketball is one and done. And that's like a whole thing. You can play one year, right to the pros, um, depending on, you know, 
if you want to go to South Beach or not with your homies <clears throat> next year if you transfer. But and so my question is, should we make it all universal? So it's one rule for all sports or should they remove it? And you can just go pro at any point in time if you think you can make it or what should it be? But, you know, for me personally, I think they should get rid of baseballs. Baseball should be one and done. If you feel comfortable, you can do it. Um, so, go ahead, JK. Guys, let me, let me kick this off real quick because this is kind of a weird topic and I, I want to get like me a fact check or something like that because it's a little interesting to me because if I was a top athlete in high school in baseball, right? I'm going to go baseball here. If I was a top athlete in baseball, it make it would make more sense if I didn't get drafted out of, out of high school, right? It made more sense for me to, if I was maturing up in two years, to go to a, a junior college Bingo. and then get drafted right after that. Bingo. Now, why am I going to spend another three years Bingo. in college mm-hmm. and then get drafted in, the, in that third year? Bingo. I told you that, and that's the point. That's the, like, why is baseball different? If you can go so at 18, it makes no sense to me. 19, or 20, it, it makes it's zero so sense for baseball. Yeah, football, I kind of get it. I didn't play football. I was, I was too soft. I played one year in high school. I got hit once, and I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the greener pastures over here and stick with baseball. Um, but, Pico, you played college football, so, so talk to me. I mean, I, I know the level of college football and the pro, that's a huge jump. I can't wait to hear what he has to and, and there's got to be more physical, uh, you know, just a, just a jump in that sense, the strength and physicality. I mean, you would know more than, than any of us here, I think, besides Brandon, who it's also not, played in college. It's not only strength. I, I mean, let's, let's take, you know, let's go with high school real quick. When you go into high school, you're 14 years old, you have all these kids that are held back. So they start when they're 16 years old. And for a boy, two years is a lot of maturity and size. So 100%. one, I say you got to even out the playing field early on in this holdback crap. There's got to be a, a legitimate reason. First and that. foremost. I didn't, go, I didn't go through puberty until I was like 19 and a half. So I, <laughs> I was way behind. You I know, literally graduated high school at 5'8". One... Get into the NFL. Hey. Hey, ask Daniel. Daniel, how big was I when I graduated high school? Man, so, so dude, we were in high school. Subo was at my, as barely at my shoulder. <laughs> Five eight, one fifty five, and then redshirted my first year, obviously because I was 5'8", 155, playing second base, and then I grew six to seven inches and gained forty five pounds in my first in, year in college. <laughs> in reality, when I went to high school in the late seventies, check. Mm. You know, when you <laughs> went to college, <laughs> typically that was your redshirt freshman. Your redshirt sure. year sure. was for you to become more mature. 100%. 100%. And now it's, to me, I think it's a travesty because, like, for instance, Nicholas, Sibo and Eric, you know Nicholas, yes. okay? <clears throat> His age. So when he started um, playing football in high school, he was 14. Yep. I used to go to all the practices because I have a job that allows me to. There are freaking kids driving themselves to practice. So there's a two-year difference. Huge. And he flat out said, well, shit, if I were two years older, I could probably put on another 40 pounds too. And to me, that's a huge difference. And that's, that makes it unsafe is what that yes, makes it. But for I high do school. And I can only imagine for college that makes it unsafe. So then do you think that – the going pro roof for football should stay the same three years removed from high school. Yes. I, I think it's a yeah. safe, more of a safety factor than anything. Are we all in agreement um, there on the, on the football one? Yeah, three absolutely. years removed, at least three years. Yeah. Brandon, you played college. <clears throat> I mean, you, yeah, I agree. There's a lot of uh, physical development that happens yes. in those three years. 
big time. You know, baseball I can see because there's the lower levels, single sure. A, rookie ball, and all that, where you can get experience. Um, you know, basketball, is there a rookie league or anything? It, the the G league. League. It was a G League The G League now. The G League, yeah. Top, like, 10% or 5%, whatever that is, they can get, like, 150000 from the G League in order to, you know, forego NCAA in the one year. Which, which I think the NCAA is going to go away in about five to ten years. It's going to be gone. People are going to do everything professional. It just makes they're, sense. They're going to leave after two years and go to the XFL for one year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Good point. I mean, I just like that. I just, XFL I, I was just closed out. They fired everybody. <laughs> I just kind of thought about something a little bit crazy and like how different basketball and baseball and football are in in in, in this in this age. Because yes. if you think about it, guys are in the pros in baseball 15, 16 years old. Hundred percent. I mean, Griffey made his pro debut at what nineteen with his dad. Nineteen. Nineteen. So, so tell me, so tell me this, Zion. You you telling me he needed a year to go to the league? No, definitely not. No, Zion could have gone to no. the league at fourteen. No. Yeah, that boy I'm was saying like this man's been looking like no. a grown man since he was thirteen <clears throat> with a mustache. No. You know what I'm sure. saying? So like, I, for me, and I'm just gonna chime in real quick for basketball. That Especially role needs to be like me and Sam used to rail on this one at work all day. There's no way in the world. I mean, because it's not like if you just open this gate that everybody's getting drafted at 18. You're still talking about the the, the very top of the top Cream are going to the get there. And mm-hmm. then the rest of them have to find their way in college and then use their draft stop just like ever before. Yeah. So it's like for me, I like seeing these kids go overseas because it's it's better to get some type of exposure where you're playing, you know, like – adults you know what i'm saying and like learning a different style of play than you are playing with some of these guys that really don't have the talent level of match zion went out there being touched it's a team game so yeah there were some flaws into that but like (laughs) one-on-one nah i'm gonna gonna say something quick then i'm gonna jump to sam i'm gonna say something jump to sam i think you play basketball yes sir okay my question is the one year rule for ncaa for basketball to me, it's stupid. Stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Are we, are we all in agreement there? Or make them play all three years, at least three years. Yeah. That's my thing. You got to yeah. make okay. it to me fair across the board. I think okay, it's all about this like, fair stuff. You're all about this fair stuff. I, fair, but I then does that mean you can't get drafted in baseball out of high school? You know. Ooh. No, <laughs> good question. But so basketball, once, once you go into the draft, Eric, your college days are done. Well, so what what I'm saying, just sign. like basketball, you know, ba- what's the one-year purpose for? Wait, but re- real quick, John, I'm going to fact check you. That's it, it, If you go in the draft out of high school, your college days aren't done. It's only if you, you sign, uh, hire if you on sign. an agent. Yeah, hire an agent. Or if you sign. sign. Sure, yeah. if you become a professional player and you sign, you get a paycheck. Yeah, you're, you're, you're done. You're no longer um, amateur. Amateurism is done. <laughs> so, Right, right. I th- I think if if the NCAA does this right, I think that there should be a class that these students could take, or that they should be taking about financial security. J.K. I agree. I, th- I think that should even be earlier. I think that should be something that should be done in high school. In high school, yeah. Because there's kids coming it, out like, of high school that aren't going to go to college. No, dude. I I I used to work with this guy 
who uh, don't say his name. Second round. Don't say his name. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that. <laughs> don't say name, it. Don't do it because I'll, I'll put it right on social media. Uh, like, Jonathan no, Kennedy said this. Yes. <laughs> Here is no, the audio. <laughs> but um, he he played uh, he played in the um, in the minors. I'm not gonna say what teams because he could listen to his podcast. I'm not gonna say what teams, but some some stuff happened, man. He lost all his money yep. and and he's not he's not he's not doing well. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. But he got a he had a huge amount of money and spent it on stupid shit. Yep, and that happens. That happens, and so that's so why like, people that's are afraid about the baseball role. Early, they should be teaching that stuff to kids in high school because not everybody's yes. going to college. Yes. So learn how to manage the money that you're gonna get once you get up out of high school. I'm I'm totally okay with that. But I'm just letting you know, Ben Simmons ain't going to that course that you teach him. So you know what I'm saying? Like y'all saw the documentary, like on Showtime. Like yes. my man was running around with a camera showing you the yes. time. Like I ain't going to class. Yes. So what's the point? Like it was, I understand for some of the other sports because your body develops and everything else. Ben Simmons looked like LeBron at 18. So there's, there's no reason. There's different breeds that can just make the jump. And he was one of them. But yeah, that's I think, what I say. If you open it up, not everybody's getting drafted. So why why not? Sure. And the, the, the funny silver lining is that the NCAA does a fantastic job marketing to the kid that they want to rope them in and play this dream, play for coach K and the tradition and the brotherhood and play for John Calipari and do one and done. They do this whole big dream thing and it's all bullshit. I want the kids to go overseas. Like you said, Abe, go make money, go play against the best competition. Cause that's what you want your kid to do. Right. Yeah. And I have my wife and I have this conversation all of the time. If, if one of my sons gets drafted in the first round for anything, baseball, basketball, football, and they have the decision to go pro or go to school, 100% I will push them to go pro. Now, I'm going to make them sign something that I can control their money so that they don't do stupid <laughs> shit and drive around interviews with the Hummer or a fucking Bentley, Bentley. whatever he was doing uh, or anything <laughs> like that. But it, to play against the best competition, if you are that skilled and you're ready, you should be able to move on quicker. Now, if you're not ready, go to school. Do your two, three years mature physically mentally everything socially become that player that you're trying to be and then make the jump but there's certain you're gonna be like you're gonna be like lavar ball i'm not gonna be like lavar ball (laughs) well maybe i can i can start promoting him on this podcast he's on here too i'll get him to say some stuff but uh, the point is the ncaa does this fantastic job of selling this dream like you want to be an ncaa athlete they had a commercial i believe last year it was like life of an athlete and it was like from wake oh, up until cool. go to sleep oh, and every one cool. of the pro players was like that's not accurate oh, no geez. no that doesn't happen we don't wake up and like you know eat fruit loops no fuck that what you mean <laughs> you're running to class if you go to class in a hoodie and sweatpants it didn't barely make it the job they didn't show the pb and j they didn't show the crackers on the side yes. they didn't show none yes. of that mm-hmm. i needed to see that in the background i saw all this lavish stuff all on the walls and everything <laughs> Please, dude, I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, it's not just NCAA, it's NAI as well. I yes. mean, dude, like, like, I mean, like when I, like my, my freshman year of college baseball, my schedule was wake up in the morning, go for a two mile run, work out, go to class for like maybe three, two or three hours. Right after that, go to baseball practice, work out, then go home and eat PB&J and eat rice, go mm. to sleep, do the same shit over again. Mm. I'll do you one better. In North Dakota, we cannot play the first 20 to 25 games at home at the beginning of the season because it's still snowing there. Case in point, it snowed this week six, uh, I think six to eight inches, right, Brandon? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't play. It's, it's April 12th and you can't play a home game in college baseball. So, the first month, month and a half, we were on the road. We would leave Thursday night at 10 p.m. 
So I'd miss all day Friday. So let's say we do overnight to Oklahoma. It's probably like eight, eight and a half hours from Fargo. We get there in the morning. We go right to the hotel. We take a quick nap. Boom, practice. Uh, you know, BP, game Friday night, double dip Saturday. We leave Sunday night at like 8 or 10 at night, right? We get home on Monday morning, like at 4 or 5 in the morning. You think I'm going to school or class on Monday morning? But Jeez. the expectation at 8 is So I missed Monday and Friday. So I only went to school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And that's if I felt like it. Okay. The expectation is always there, though. Bingo, right? It, but it, it's just the NCAA sound this dream, like, oh, it's amazing. It's this, I don't know. It's a grind, and mm. it is difficult. Um, and part of it, you know, bringing back to the first topic, you know, should we pay them? And then the second topic, you know, the transfer, all this stuff, it promotes the NCAA making their money and not giving it to anybody. Yeah. And they have this tight-knit circle, and you can't get in, and that's just what it is because they're selling this dream of amateurism and, this oh play for the team and the brotherhood when when you get to the next level it's all about individuality mm-hmm. like i have my brand this is my brand i'm wearing my shorts this way i'm wearing these sneakers and these socks i'm growing my hair this way it's all about individuality and growing your brand so you want the kids to buy this dream about teamwork but at the same time you want them to be selfish and individual so it's those clash they can't work which is why the ncaa will go away i think within the next decade. What do you got, Sam? uh, Sam, you've been quiet for about 10 minutes. Sam, you got to at least say three more words. (laughs) I didn't put you on a word count, Sam. Come on, talk to me, Sam. Give me something. Oh, man. Well, in regards to your point about the NCAA going away in the next decade, I don't know what I would be able to say to that. But um, I guess kind of what Abe was saying earlier, the the idea of more players going overseas, I think is a trend that we're going to see kind of turning over a lot more now. You know, we see... We just saw LaMelo Ball go overseas, and he was successful. He just bought the damn team. You know what I mean? So I like, wasn't worried about him, though. And he's going to be a top five pick. Yeah. yeah. NCAA wasn't worried about him. Though. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they weren't. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely see that trend more often. I think that's something that we need to see across the board, too. But, Sam, if more people NCAA... go overseas, less people will be playing NCAA basketball. Or and if less people play NCAA basketball. Play NCAA basketball. Say that again, oh, Eric. Sorry. Oh, that's just going to give other kids opportunities to play. Instead. Yeah, but then you can be watching the scrubs. Who wants to watch the scrubs? Who watched the XFL more than three weeks? Raise your hand. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Thank hang you. On. Hey, I'm not saying they're scrubs. More than three weeks. But if you mess with the NCAA's pocket, you think they're not going to make a turn? You think they're not going to turn this thing around? That's it's the only, only hope when they you have. mess with a pocket where they make something happen. So That's the, the NCAA only ain't going nowhere. They're a nonprofit and they're making all this money. They're not going nowhere as long as they can get every kid to sign to a school. Yep. And, and that's, that's their hope. That's their that, pipe dream. But right, I'm telling you, more and more kids now are all these same. pros. There's pros kids. And he, LeBron and hates the NCAA. March Madness is one of the biggest events of the Huge. year. I love March Madness, but it ain't going nowhere. I'm trying to tell you, man, if nobody's going to, if nobody's going to college, there ain't going to be nothing to watch. Unless there's a hey. COVID-20, you know. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and a COVID-21, we, it's going to be yeah, NCAA wow. again. Hey, Sam. You, you think the NCAA was sad they couldn't deal with LeVar Ball? <laughs> nope. Not at all. I actually think they were. I think they were because nah. he, brings, he brings good TV and brings media. No. And gets, yeah, no. I'm telling you, no. he, is, he is not a good person. Well, I don't really know him, so I can't say that. But he's a lot of distraction. But he brings a lot of TV. He's doing exactly what I'll tell you this, though. I watch his show on Facebook because it's funny as hell. Yeah, it's like the black sales. version of the Kardashians. I'm Listen, telling you. <laughs> I don't judge his character because he's promoting his kids to get paid. 
So I would never judge a man's character based off of that. I think I'd applaud him for that, honestly. But sure. the point of him causing a distraction outside of where his kids need to be focused on and making calls that he's not supposed to be making, that's where he oversteps the line. Oh, yeah, he'll Nancy always not going to deal with him because they just let LaMelo sign somewhere and would have done a James Wiseman to him at the game one and he'd have been done for. And then he would have wasted his time just like anything else. So right. they they weren't dealing with him. They I'm telling you him. right now, 10 years NCAA. It's, it's, it's on record. So when we go back, you know, we can go back. Oh, Sebo called it. I can't Never wait till we do this show 10 years from now and – and Brandon just gets to fact check you, and it's March Madness. <laughs> and it's March Madness. I'll be all right. Like, oh, see, I told y'all, motherfuckers, it's a double A. Pay them up like athletes. Abolish the transfer rule. Going pro There's should always, be the same. It's going to be March Madness. There's always going to be the football bowl games. College yep. World Series, too. Yep. Can't get rid of those. Nope. Can't do it. Too much money. I'm just saying. Too dude, much money. Ten years. Wait, I say it's gonna be a like, hundred years before Daniels, that happens. Way too game. much money, man. Well, it's like I, over hundred. There's like under, uh, over hundred bowl games, right? Hundred. Yeah. No, I don't think yep. it's that many. Is it? I don't know. That's what Brandon's for. I, I don't know. It seems <laughs> like it because you got every bowl you can think of: the fingernail, the, the bowl, cup of noodle, bowl. top yeah. right yeah. bowl, yeah, yeah, yeah. chicken bowl. I mean, I think basketball will be the first one to go. Because it's just the competition is going to go way down. All these stars are not going anywhere. I mean, case in point this year, was there a superstar in college? There were some good players. Like, they're talking about LaMelo going top five. And it was still great, though. Well, great in the sense that the people are competing and it's something to watch. It was competitive. It was very competitive. So was the XFL. It was competitively bad, but (laughs) we're watching it. I'm telling you, man. More and more pros are gonna go overseas and get money or go up? to the G League, and it's gonna. It's. I'm telling you, there's too much heritage and everything like that. See, are gonna the NCAA no sold what, you man. on that dream. They sold you on that dream. They ain't selling me. <laughs> they ain't selling me anymore. No, sir. No, Pico. What you about to say? I said, will Lamelo be able to prove himself in the press? No, he's I gonna be. So. He's gonna yeah. be in the league in three no, years. I think so. He will. I think so, 100%. LeVar won't care. He signed that contract. He gets paid. He's fine. I'm just saying, you know, I I watched him when he was in high school. I wasn't that impressed. Anybody can shoot the ball 90 times a game. Um, You know, but, hey, like like Abe said, his dad did a great job marketing the kids. 100%. But if I'm one of the kids, man, I'm probably embarrassed by my dad. (laughs) And I want nothing to do with him. 100%. Yeah, I think it you all depends on what point. team he goes to. It's going to depend. And if he goes with a, a bad team and he's going to play a lot, he's going to get exposed real quick. See, the thing, though, is the expectation for LaMelo is already too high. I think if we bring the expectation down to where, like, we need him to be an all-star player at year five, but at the same time be productive as he's growing, I think that's the uh, expectation we need to have for, for LaMelo. The same thing we should have had for Lonzo. It, neither mm-hmm. one of them are a physical stature that you're looking at going, ooh, boy. But like they, they're, they're tall, they have a high IQ, and they know how to play ball. So put them in a position to where they can win in those areas so that way they can build their, you know, stock and actually be a player. But people got them being, you know, the next LeBron and all this stuff, and that's just not going to happen. Agreed. But those comparisons will happen no matter what. They have to. Yeah. It, I mean, Stephen, they keep a job. They, they, they have to. 
Right, but it, it happens especially more now, which is so ridiculous. Like, every single player that will come out, 1 through 60 in the draft, is going to be the next someone else. Yeah. And it's like, let's just let them be who they are, right? right? And that's why a lot of times these guys come out of college and they just say, no, I just want to be the next LaMelo Ball. Like, that's the only guy that I know. I don't want to be the next Jason Kidd, with all due respect. I don't want to be the next Kobe Bryant. As nice as that sounds, like they just want to be themselves, right? But that's, that's, that's always going to happen. It's about the Bama receiver and LSU's QB. They're going to come out high, and mm-hmm. first round draft picks don't do well in the NFL. No, they sure don't. And they don't sit. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, for me, if, if I saw a load of money for those five years, oh, yeah. and then you don't hear about them. For me, unless Jerry, they're in jail, I would not drop Jared Judy anymore. I'd be like, nope, you're in a Bentley. No, nope, I don't want you. No. No way, not for me. You're too flashy. And with the and with the twelfth pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select (laughs) (laughs) CD Lamb. I actually think the Raiders are going to trade back. I think the Raiders are going to trade back. Actually, I really do. I really do. We're going to get into that next week. Oh yeah, we get into next week. So, but awesome, awesome. There are are forty licensed bowl games in the FBS. Who said a hundred? I was way wrong. (laughs) Oh shit! I was way wrong. It goes from what December? He said there's like a hundred bowl games, Brandon. There's forty bowl games. I was gonna say if they're hundred, that means there's two hundred teams playing. There's only like hundred and sixteen teams, right? It can't be right. Feels like a hundred. There's forty bowl games, and then how how many people in the stands for them games paying for them tickets plus the publicity that they get for the TV and the TV rights and contracts and everything else? Full circle. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> no, they're going anywhere. They're going to. Uh, Last and- note from me, I think what would be cool for Division One football or Division One sports to give all some of that money to the JC level because that's a level Ooh. that Ooh. is completely overlooked. In all and highly recruited from. Highly recruited from. Yeah. You can get drafted from too. I agree. I like it. Yep. What a great way to have some of these big schools have feeder programs. Start cheating earlier. He's <laughs> on to something. Give that eight-year-old a bag of money. It's only cheating and a lunchbox. That's <laughs> true. Just if you're not cheating, you're not trying. That's right. Can I get a fact check really man. quick, though? On what? So, some of the things. So when did Arizona uh, coach get Aiden, or was it before that? It was Aiden. Did you hear me now? Aiden was the guy. We know he was dirty for a while, but I'm just trying to figure out which one that he caught slipped up on. Aiden. Got it. Aiden was the guy. And it was Sean Miller talking on the phone saying, yeah, I paid him his racks. Yada, yada, yada. I'm like, you're a college coach. Even if you are doing that, don't put it on the air ever or text or email. It's all verbal. Nobody's recording me without my knowledge. Nope. Yeah, but some of those coaches. Or I'm taking the Barry Bonds approach. I never knowingly did that. (laughs) <laughs> some of those schools you can't monitor these kids 24 7 either no and what's even worse you can't monitor their parents because a lot of the parents they want the money too mm-hmm. and, and that was the problem with uh the one kid from um louisville bowen 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 mm-hmm. I think uh, bowen. his dad was like he was calling schools demanding money like it was the movie blue chips i don't know if you guys seen the movie blue chips fantastic oh, yeah. movie great movie on the anthony hardaway Nick um, Nolte. Nick Nolte. Oh, Nick fantastic Nolte. movie. And if you want to play with big boys, you got to play dirty, and it's great. But he was making calls like that, like, hey, well, you know, you know I'm just talking to Florida. They're talking about 25. What you talking about? I'm like, damn, what is he What is he negotiating? This kid ain't even that good. I mean, this kid is good, but. 
we talk yeah. about college, but we got pro situations like that too. So oh, yeah. we'll That's dive true. into that because your boy Kawhi Leonard out here running around with his folks <laughs> talking about I'm supposed to get the jet too. No, not that's not for Kawhi. That's for me. Like, come on, yeah. man. Shoot. Awesome. Awesome. Well, fantastic first one. Uh, thank you guys for all joining us. Uh, next week, next Sunday night, we'll be diving into the COVID-19, as Daniel so nicely uh, brought it up. Hopefully, we don't have a COVID-20 and on, but we're going to talk about the impact on all sports, baseball, basketball, football, and college. And I just uh, got two uh, yeses from two former college players who seasons were cut short. One was at Cal Lutheran, a D3. Um, they were ranked one in the nation. One was at Cal State Bakersfield. Um, uh, not ranked number one in the nation, but nevertheless lost his senior season about 15, 20 games in and see the effects on that. And I'm working on one more guest, um, a minor leaguer. I'm hoping he'll say yes. Uh, and we can kind of dive into that and ask a bunch of questions and see how they're holding up, see what they're up to, see what their plan is, um, see if they talk to their team, if they're having team meetings. And we can dive into all of that um, and also share our opinions on what should happen if we were to reopen baseball, basketball, football. Um, you know, if, if that does happen, uh, 2020 is going to be a hell of an end of the year. We could have literally three major games on every night from multiple sports, which would be absolutely bananas. Um, but uh, that could happen. That could not happen. But anyways, thank you so much for each of you for joining us today in night one, episode one of Game 7 Sports Podcast about the NCAA. Have a good night and we'll see you next week. <laughs>